everybody. Welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 145. Aaron, we're coming off the heels of a very close, uh, but unfortunately a loss uh, against the Natural Predators. A tough one, and we'll talk about it maybe a little bit later on here. I'm not maybe, but we will. Um, but I don't know. I thought that the uh, the Sharks did an okay job, like bouncing back from a horrible, horrible Nashville game, which again, Absolutely. we'll be talking about. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Where do you want to start? You want to start here in Vegas? Sure. It was a 3-1 loss, and just to spite me, just to spite me, Noah Gregor scores a goal. Now, this is not the first time, and this is how I know he's spiting me, because I've said it before. Last time I said, he's not scoring, he's not blah, 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 whatever. he put a goal in. Right. And then it's been a while, right? And then I got to say it again, last show. I said, he's not scoring, blah, 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 and then he puts a goal in. So I feel like if I just stop talking about him, he'll stop scoring. <laughs> We're going to stop talking about him. <laughs> we'll get to that reason uh, yeah. in a few as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so a 3-1 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, and they were wearing their C-3PO helmets. Oh, God, it's so ugly. <laughs> so ugly. It's so it's so distracting, I think. <laughs> That's the strategy, I bet. I guess. I mean, they're almost like the California Seals, okay. when they wore all white, I think it was white skates, skates. and white gloves. Yeah. Which nobody had done before in the NHL. They also put, they were pioneers in everything because they were basically uh, trying to get people in the stands. Right. And they were kind of like a, it was like a minor league hockey team kind of like doing gimmicks. Mm-hmm. But they were doing that in the NHL level. Not that Vegas is quite doing gimmicks, but I think they like to push the boundary a little bit to kind of see what they can do and get away with. Vegas trying to be flashy? What are you talking about? Yeah, that too, <laughs> being flashy. Because like, they have white yeah. gloves. And I think it looks weird yeah. when you see it on the ice. Um, with the gold helmets, especially, is the same. See, for me, I don't the, the the gloves don't bug me, but the helmet certainly does. And then then the the well, copycat kings doing it with their silver. But the gloves don't bug you because the helmets bug you so much okay. that you forget about the gloves. Fair enough. Yeah. That's not. Uh, thank you, Ryan Sontag, for the five dollars. Start Sachenko the rest of the year. We'll get to that as well. Hard to make an argument against that. And maybe not the rest of the year, but I mean, it's hard to say that he didn't earn at least another start. Absolutely. Right after this one. Right. So. All right, well, Vegas, 3-1 loss. There's not a whole lot we want to talk about there, except well, for the fact that Noah Greger won despite me. And, and yes, and we Reimer. lost James Reimer after the first period. Right. Which kind of kick-started this whole downward spile, spiral. Um, I think we were already on a downward spiral. Well, they were, yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of the real kick in the can. Like, yeah. wow, like they're probably the other MVP next to Timo Meyer would be James Reimer. The Sharks yeah. would not be where they are. If they had Aiden Hill all season as their number one, the Sharks would not be where they are right now. You think so? Oh, yeah. They would be way worse, I think. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. James Reimer has, has been made them competitive and made them in, I'm not going to say every game, but most games they've been in, uh, they have a chance to win every night. Yeah, I mean, at, at least from the defensive standpoint, when mm-hmm. you've got a guy that's doing what he's been doing, um, it, it's hard to argue otherwise, right? Now, have they kept themselves in the game when they're not scoring? Obviously not. And when they're not defending around him, obviously not. But um, it's kind of up to them to handle that part of the game. Uh, And when they're not doing it, he's doing the best he can. You can't really fault him. I think the guy's effort level is... Uh, is off the charts. He's been he's been doing great this season. So uh, super happy with him. We done with Vegas now. Done with Vegas. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. We we have an acquisition, a trade to announce. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> I say trade. 
And a lot of folks online, specifically on Facebook. Um, oh, don't go there. I'm, I have to. I'm there. Facebook is just. I'm there. Facebook is probably the worst of the worst in terms of commenters. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you, but uh, I was there. And you see these comments like, why did we get Staylock? We should have picked up Flurry. And why do we trade for a guy that's, you know, spent, spending all his time in the AHL and he's. Blah blah blah. We already had him. We tried it. We're doing it again. Why are we doing it? And it's like, you guys don't don't understand. It's not, we're not getting Staylock as a means of trying to kickstart and get back on track. Right. The only reason we picked up Staylock was because both of the starting goaltenders are injured. They don't want to have Sawchenko and Melnichuk take the entire load of all the rest of the games if the other two can't come back. They're not really ready for that. And the last thing they need to do is. Is damage the confidence yeah. and potentially the health of the two netminers that they have that are next in line. He's a Band-Aid. He is a Band-Aid. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, my question is, what's the worst that happens here? Why are people upset about this? The worst that happens... <laughs> you lose 8 nothing to Nashville. <laughs> We're already losing right. games. It doesn't yeah. matter if you lose 8 nothing or 3-2. to two. Yeah. We're Sorry. already too losing soon. games. So what's, what is the worst that happens here? This trade. What do we lose? We, we gave up what? Future considerations? There's nothing that we didn't give anything up for this guy. The, the future considerations is a nice way of saying a bag of pucks. Nothing. You gave up a bag of pucks for this what guy. What it is, is it's, it's a nice way of saying, hey, maybe next year when we want to do a trade, um, you'll kick in an extra seventh or you'll be a little bit more lenient because we helped you out. That's all it is. Just think about us in the future. That's literally what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So when you talk about, gosh, why did we get Staylock? We should, first of all, why go after anybody who's going to try to save the season? The season's gone at this point. I'm sorry. I mean, even I'm saying it now. The season's gone at this point. His last game was March 7th, 2020. Stay lock. Okay. Right before NHL. COVID. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. That was before COVID stopped the NHL. I think they stopped maybe a week or two after that. Um, it's been a while. So I guess what I'm getting at is it's, it just seems a little irrational to get so upset about getting a guy for free who is doing nothing more than, like you said, being a Band-Aid. That is the whole reason. They didn't need to go out and make an actual trade, give up something to get a goaltender to take the the minutes away from Sachenko and Melnichuk. Now, I know a lot of you are saying, well, we want the minutes to go to, to Sachenko and Melnichuk. Well, if they don't feel that they're ready for that duty just yet in terms of, you know, these two are out. It's not just getting a game. It's the reins are yours now. So if you get injured... Now they got to start talking about Emond or Emond, however you say his name. Emond. Emond. Okay. So it, it, for me, again, it's a band aid. It's it's not a huge deal. He's not no. supposed to come and be the savior of the franchise. No. That's not what he's there for. And you gave up nothing to get him. So to me, this move makes a hundred percent sense. Um, oh, Anthony Sanchez saying the Sharks could potentially get three first round picks and additional two, three later round picks. Depending on who the trade. Yeah, depending on who the trade. So we'll, we'll, we'll start talking about some of that stuff too. But as far as the Staylock thing goes, I don't understand the hate surrounding that pickup because it's not like you're picking up a guy that you thought was going to, again, save the franchise. You're just putting a band aid on your goaltending situation. And if it doesn't work out, um, and I say it doesn't work out, we know they're going to lose anyway right now. Okay, they're not going to playoffs. But if for some reason Staylock is really just poor, 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 put him in the AHL. What's the worst that happens? He goes on waivers, right? There's, it, there's, there's yeah. no downside to this. So I don't understand the hate on it, to be honest. But people's hopes, I think, were up. That's sure, because they want a big blockbuster trade, and they go, oh, "We got Alex Staylock 
I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying that's why they're upset. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it, to me, like going to get Alex Stalock is also saying James Reimer is going to be out a while. Oh, totally. That's not good. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the extent of his injury if he's going to have to have surgery or anything. Um, but it's not a good thing when you have to go out. And same with Aiden Hill. He's not. I thought he would yeah. be back by now, and he's still not back. And you know how many guys are on IR for the Sharks right now? <laughs> oh, gosh. I forget, but it's $22 million worth of, of uh, 20, $23.8 million. Sorry, $23.8 million. <laughs> eight players. Eight. There's Carlson, LeBanc, yeah. Reimer, Hill, Ferraro, Kanijov, Magna, and Dolan. See, and the name on that list, Kanijov, yeah. that kills me, too. Yeah. Man, he was having a season last time around. And he went on IR during, uh, was it preseason or right before was preseason even before. started, like yeah. during training camp? Yeah. So that's bad. Um, and he's only 23. So he's, and he, he was great. He was great yeah. the last two seasons um, playing. He was with uh, Carlson for yeah. a long time. Um, so that's, there's going to be a number of really good players coming back. At some point, I don't know if it'll be this year or maybe even into next year. So, um, this team is to say they're banged up is is minimum. Like, it yeah. doesn't even do it justice. <laughs> See, and and to go back to when I had originally when we started the season, I said you know I, the Sharks are going to be a playoff team. If you look at the roster that we had <laughs> versus the roster we're currently playing with, you can't even say that this is the Sharks anymore. This is half Barracuda. And, and literally, right. it's yeah. half Barracuda. Like, you take eight players. I would say seven of those eight are starters. Because I wouldn't say Magna would be in the top 18 of your roster. Not normally, if no. If your team's healthy, oh, yeah. I don't think Magna's on there. So no. seven, if you lose, take out seven of your 18 starters, there's not a lot of teams that are, are going to be able to survive that. And both your goaltenders are not your starting, right. goal, starting or backup, 1A, 1B, whatever you want to call it. It's it's all it's all Barracuda player uh, uh, goaltenders. Right, words elude me. That's how, how flustered I am. I can't spit words out anymore, guys. It's tough. Uh, By the way, if you're watching, uh, please feel free to uh, share, retweet, whatever. Get us out there to the rest of the Sharks family that you have, uh, so they can join the conversation as well. We're gonna keep going through some of these comments. At any point, is there a reason to rush any injured players back? I don't think there's any reason to rush anybody back, honestly. They're Again, at this rushing. point in the season, yeah. yeah, I don't think they're rushing anyone. You said it's bad, right, with, with Reimer being out for a longer term. It's not bad for the team necessarily because, again, we're out of it at this point. I, it's white flag. But it's bad for Reimer, yeah. right? If you're if you're a guy that's looking to maybe get an opportunity to get traded somewhere, but now you're injured, bad. The good thing for him is it's a two-year contract, right? Right. So he's still, even if it doesn't happen this season, if we're in the same boat next season, he can still come back in a healthy way and compete and show that he's you know good for uh, it a sucks. trade. It sucks. He's having a career year. And yeah. He's gonna, well, I don't know if he'll come back this season. If he does, it's great. But if not, then you're ending your career year on an injury. That sucks. Right. Yeah. You want to kind of end on a good note and have some momentum going into the season, like feeling good about being playing well and totally. being on the team. So... Um, it, it, again, he's not going to get rushed back because the Sharks are not going to be making playoffs, not with this banged-up roster right now. So, right. Um, again, you could be traded. You could be moved. You just They want to play. Yeah. But, again, they're not going to rush anyone back. It's not like they're, they need them back for there's playoff no, push. There's no urgency to try to gather up points, I think. Yeah. I now, now, in his postgame tonight, Bob had talked about, you know, it's valuable points, valuable points that they, when they blew that call. We'll talk about that later. But... I, I think that's lip service. I don't think he's actually believes that you know we're trying to get points here. I think he's just hanging on 
as, as long as he can here yeah. you know, for the season. Trying Peter's, to save face. Yeah, Peter St. John, the biggest concern to seem is our 5-on-5 five five defense. We have issues defending and breaking out. They have issues breaking out because they don't have Carlson. Yep. They don't have Ferraro. Mm-hmm. And they don't have, who's the other one? Uh, I guess those two are the main ones. Those are the main ones. The, the breakouts from the back. Yeah. So... Uh, Merkley's there, but he's making mistakes as a rookie's going to, right? So there's times where he's going to try to break the puck out. And as we said many times on the show, where you've got offensive defensemen who who lead the league in in giveaways, mm-hmm. it's kind of understood because that's kind of what they're trying to do all the time. They're they're trying to move the puck out more often than not. Now they give the puck away a lot, but they also have a lot of these home run passes. We saw one to uh, Brent from Brent Burns to I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the games this week. And he launched one, and it was beautiful from, like, almost down on the corner all the way across the rink to the blue line. And whoever it was picked it up, and he had a scoring chance there. And it was it was just a nice play. You'll see that now and again. But you'll also see the times where it doesn't work out, and there's a takeaway. And that, that's just part of the game, unfortunately. Yep. But there you go. All right. You want to move on Let's from... Move uh, on. We'll talk maybe about some of the, the, the trades that could happen, I think, a little bit after. Let's get through some of the games. Sure. Okay. So we've got the the 8 nothing shellacking uh, against Nashville. This is at home. Um, so in, in, in squirts hockey, right, my sons play roller, right? In squirts, once the team scores eight goals, they literally stop the game because it's the mercy rule. Murder rule. Yeah, murder rule, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we've been murdered. So uh, it was interesting to see, because we've seen that in rollers. Sometimes there's kids that are way better, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, it's, it's interesting to see a mercy rule uh, essentially happening in an NHL game. That was incredible. They um, didn't call the game. Well, no, they didn't call the game, yeah. but it's like at that point, phew, you may as well have given up. Yeah. Um, you know who didn't give up, though? No, Gregor. The fans. Oh. The, no, no, Gregor gave up, too. The fans did not give up. Um, there was still fight left in the fans. Now, there were three <laughs> fights that game. Okay. There were two that were on the ice and one that was in the stands. This was a major brawl in the stands. Before you break into that, I do want to address the two fights that happened on the ice. Okay. I like that there was a little bit of fight in Gajevich and I believe it was Middleton. I like that there was a little bit of fight in those guys. I only wish it happened before the score was like it was maybe seven or eight nothing at that point, right? Um, I wish it would have happened closer to like two nothing. Um, or maybe three and I think beginning of the third period would have been nice. Yeah. Get, get give him time to, to jumpstart it. At that point, you're fighting out of frustration, not out of trying to to uh, you know rally the troops, trying to get them going. So that's the only thing I want to say about those two fights. Um, I wish they would have happened a little bit sooner if that was the intended effect. Because when you're fighting with just a few minutes to go, it's too late, bro. Right. You're not going to rally for eight more Sending goals. Sending a message. Yeah. Okay. Fine. What? For what? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're playing them soon again. Sure. Anyway. But. Go ahead. You wanted to talk about the uh, the stance here. Well, I've, I've been to many Sharks games, and you see fights every now and then. It's been a while, but you don't see, like, a brawl like this. Like, this looks like, to me, this looks like a fight that you see in an NFL game when, when people are so drunk from tailgating for hours on end and then going inside, and it's just disgusting. You see this online all the yeah. time. That's what it seemed like to me. I never see this at a Sharks game, or I have not yeah. Uh, yeah. witnessed anything like that. What are you say? This qualifies as a Donnybrook. Yes. This absolutely. was four to five rows worth of people that got tossed out of the game. This was incredible. I mean, we were sitting in 218, and we're looking at it. It was like 120-ish, something. Yeah. Um, basically behind, behind the, the net. Yeah. yeah. 
And I'm I'm watching this thing unfold, and wow. Um, we don't want to show the footage, obviously, because that's not kind of the show that we are. But uh, it was incredible to see how upset everyone was. Not just, oh, I'm upset with you, uh, uh-uh, right? It was like... <laughs> People reaching over the row in front of them to go after the guy behind that row. It wasn't like one fight with a bunch of people trying to hold people back. This was like six or seven people throwing haymakers and uh, uh, sucker punches. Yeah. When people stopped fighting and then they kept going. Like it was just, it was crazy. The blue coats trying to keep control. Then the police showed yep. up and, and kicked everyone out. And it was, uh, it took a while. And you could see uh, it was in between. So it was a, it was a commercial break. So. The players, they're scraping the ice. Like yeah. the, the people with the shovels come on and scrape the ice. And the players on the benches were w- looking at the crowd going, wow, like, yeah. this is crazy. Because you could, it's just, the crowd's kind of getting into yeah. it and, and yelling and, and kind of cheering and kind of booing. And, and then uh, you just see everyone kind of come together and it's just chaos. Yeah. So <clears throat> both, like all the players on the benches saw it happen. It was just nuts. It was crazy. It was essentially a mosh pit. Uh, in in the seating area, it was it was bonkers. There's uh, one one guy ran over and I there. So the, what I saw was that there was a Nashville fan that was in there. I don't know how the whole <laughs> thing started. I don't know if the somebody one, said something. The one Nashville fan. But the thing is, I don't even want to say. Oh, obviously it's a Nashville fan because the Nashville fans probably going, "Hey, we scored our eighth goal," and everyone around them is tired of hearing that. You know, every yeah. all the Sharks fans around them are probably going, "Dude, enough." Oh, the fight all started because of a spilled drink, yeah. which is hilarious because. Um, after all that happened, I did see a drink go flying. So uh, I guess they didn't uh, care too much about the spilled drink. Uh, if you're just gonna end up throwing well, those it, those are so. expensive drinks to be. They are, around. but someone willingly chucked theirs. Right. So yeah. So Sharkarita. Sharkarita. That's a, that's that's an expensive throw. So I mean, I guess. Okay, so if somebody spilled a drink and they're getting upset, and, they, and this, I mean, that it's an incredible that it escalated to. Again, four to five rows of people getting ejected, like tossed out. And the super producer Tension. Jason said it looked like just there was, you know, a normal Sharks game. Because there weren't. <laughs> the aftermath, you mean? Yeah, the aftermath looked like a normal Sharks out. game. Yeah, they're all there's, there's four rows completely. There's nobody out. there. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's unfortunate. Right. It really is. But uh, yeah, I, I've never seen that before uh, to, to that level, at least at SAP Center. Right. Um, bonkers. Anyway. Going back to the game itself, <laughs> it was awful. I mean, we talk more about that fight in the stands than in the game. Uh, Bob, What's to talk have, about? Well, we have a clip from Bob Bugner. All pretty right. much sums up the entire game here. So let's play the clip of Bob explaining kind of what he saw. And he was asked, the question was, is this the worst game yeah. that the Sharks have played? So here's his answer. Get to it. Maybe. Get to it. Get, Get on, on with, with it. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the worst one of the year for sure. I think, uh, you know, uh, regardless of the score at 3 nothing, I thought we were actually playing a pretty competitive game. We were playing pretty hard. Um, you know, they uh, we only gave up two chances in the first period, and, and we generated, uh, I think we only generated one, so it was a pretty even, even first period, uh, regardless of the shot clock. I thought in the second period, uh, the chances we did have, um, you know, made saves or hit a couple posts, hit a crossbar, and... Uh, once it got four nothing, we got away from our game, and and you know you just you start pressing, and uh, you know things start going in, and, and just uh, you know that snowball you can't uh, you can't stop it. So um, that's that's the game. Um, you know they uh, they they got some great goaltending when they needed it. We didn't bury our chances, and and uh, you know we opened it up too much when we were down. 
I mean, we don't need to spend too much more time on this game because it was such a drubbing. But what I was more interested in seeing was how they would bounce back after that butt-kicking at home, too. It wasn't on the road. Um, and then going on the road into Anaheim and seeing how they responded. Plus, you have Sachenko stepping up and getting his first NHL start. Yeah. How the team kind of rally around that and move on, and, and do they have a short memory? They need to be like a goldfish. I don't know if you are a fan of... Like a goldfish? Oh, man, you don't you don't watch uh, Ted Lasso, do you? I do not. Oh, uh, be, be like a goldfish. They have okay. a memory of six seconds. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So be a goldfish, and you move on. Jeez, man. I, I hope they do that. You're making Ted Lasso references. I don't know, man. I'm anyway, pretty sure I'm not okay. the only one that watched Ted Lasso. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying I'm not. We just so got demonetized. We did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... For for me, uh, low point of the season in all respects. Uh, from from the team itself to get a bare bottomed pants down spanking, uh, the way that they did. Can we say that? Yeah, we just I, did. I think it's it's demonetized. Um, for that to have happened in your own barn, um, that's one thing from the team uh, perspective. Then from the fans acting the way that they did uh, over a spilled drink, I think that could have been de-escalated. Um, just you know, being humans. Uh, so yeah, th- I, this was definitely I think the low point for for the team and the fan base and everything that goes along with being uh, in teal. Uh, it's interesting because it wasn't in this clip, but during that interview, uh, he did not talk to the guys in the room after the game. He probably was like, there's nothing I can say. They're going to regroup yeah. on their own. That's up to leadership to step in and be like, not only like, hey, that game sucked, but we need to move on because we're leaving for Anaheim. Yeah. And we need to regroup and get everything together. Uh, Couture was asked, and he said that uh, uh, go. it's good to have a game right after that because they can they don't have to think about yeah. it too much. Uh, like the next, a goldfish. Right, like a goldfish. The, yeah. the next... There you go. See, he's getting it. So then the next morning, they're going to do video breakdown of not just of the Nashville game, but the last time they played Anaheim to kind of like kind of a scouting thing. Like, here's what we did wrong the last time. Because I believe it was an overtime loss yeah. the last time. Or shoot it. No, it was overtime. Um, so going back and of course, they go into another overtime loss. Right. But, um, yeah, so it's good to have a game back-to-back when you get drubbed on the first game. Yeah, sure. And, and in doing that, coming back-to-back, uh, again, going to Anaheim uh, tonight, uh, playing there. Uh, they, they came out. They, they scored the first goal. Um, it was back and forth in the first period, right? So they, they were competing. Uh, it was unfortunate that Anaheim got that last goal in the first period uh, to tie it up 2-2. Two to two. I feel second like if they... Period. It was the second period, sorry. Yeah. Um, if they had just kind of hung on to that, yeah, that's right. It was the first period was one nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at the end of the second period, for them to kind of give that that one up really late there, I think if they maybe held on to that again, the game plays out the same way, then they're they're doing okay. They never even make it to overtime, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I would say better effort this time around, which is great to see. Um, but that's kind of I think if you ask Logan about stuff like that looking for these moral victories oh we had a good effort that doesn't win you games and that's not going to get you points and uh, I, I don't want to rest on that I don't want to say oh yeah no they had a good effort you know with, again going back to the, the kids playing roller it's like that's like the bare minimum for me is let's make sure that we're putting forth a good effort for professional sports you're looking more than let's put forth a good effort you're looking for 
you know, th- for them to execute well, for them to, uh, you know, sure, win some games once in a while, for Christ's sake. I mean, this is, it's, it's kind of ridiculous how the season's kind of gotten away from them. And the record isn't even, like, horrible, horrible. It's right. still, like, that hockey 500, yeah. but, like, it's... I'm not shocked. It's bad. I'm not shocked. Yeah. I mean, this is where... I said in the beginning, the only way they would make playoffs, they would need a lot to go in their favor, mm-hmm. one of them being health. And it's yeah. not it's not there. So I'm not shocked that this is where the Sharks ended up being. But, well, I mean, when it comes to health, I mean, we're talking, like we said, like half the roster. That's a lot of guys out. You yeah. know, a guy here, a guy there. Maybe it's not so bad. But And the guys that you were talking about maybe being out, a Logan Couture, a Tomas Hurdle, a right. Timo Meyer, those guys have all been healthy. Mm-hmm. It's For the uh, most part. for the Yeah, for the most part. But it's a lot of the fringe guys that are getting knocked don't out. Don't forget, they had a bout with COVID that wrecked sure. their whole locker room kind of, what was that, uh, before Christmas? Um, I think it was before Christmas. And then, uh, then they kind of pulled through it. But then they also had to play those games. Whereas other teams, yeah. they canceled and, and, and rescheduled and rescheduled yeah. them. But the Sharks, they did not do that. Yeah. So the Sharks right now are sitting overall in the NHL at 55 points. They're 22nd out yeah. of 32. So now we're looking at, okay, how bad is it going to get? How far down are they going to get? What kind of pick are we looking at That's, for yeah. their first pick? Yeah. I think I'm going to wager that they'll be in the top 10. Oh, yeah. Because they got to drop another couple more spots for that. So right behind them is Detroit. The Islanders are kind of kind of playing better. They have had a terrible year. Chicago is going to get worse because they're going to trade Flurry. Okay. Um, so that you're going to see them drop a little bit. New Jersey will probably be better because they just have a better younger team. They won't be trading away players. They're just kind of staying yeah. where they are. Um, Philadelphia has been awful. They're trading away a bunch of people. Um, Giroux probably going to get traded, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but so. we're also going to be trading some people away, and that's kind of the next topic here. Mm-hmm. Is um, who, who's next on the chopping block in terms of, of trades? Now we've we've traded for Alex Daylock. Um, is there anybody you think that because there's not going to be anybody that we're going traded, for traded for? I would consider Staylock. We basically added him on waivers. It, essentially, yes, <laughs> that's, that's essentially what it comes down to. I wouldn't say to. it was a trade. Yeah, and well, but I mean, okay, again. It, future considerations, right? No, so, I understand. So there, yeah. it, it, technically, yes, it is a trade, but I you're know. absolutely right. We gave up nothing. It was just a claim, more or less. So we're on hurdle watch right now. We are on hurdle watch. I, sorry, we're yeah. on hurdle watch. No, we are, it's, and it, it, there's no no legitimate reason for him to stay and re-sign, other than them convincing him. That next season, for some reason, will be different. If they can convince him that the guys coming in are going to be so much better than the current depth players that they have, if they can convince him that, hey, we're looking at making this move and this move, we're going to go hard after this guy, whatever else, okay, maybe. Otherwise, it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to get traded, and rightfully so. And the guy he, deserves it. I. In my heart, I don't want him to. I no, want absolutely. him to stay. But looking at the long-term health of the team, having him sign long-term, I think will keep the Sharks kind of in the holding pattern that they're in. Like trading hurdle, to me, is that's the rebuild right there. Yeah. That's going to be, okay, we need to hit the reset button. Timo Meyer, because he's an RFA, they're going to have the money to sign him because they're not signing hurdle. He's still a building block. He's still going to be here. I think anyone else... Maybe Ferraro's the other one. You want to keep Ferraro, oh. Timo Meyer. 
Carlson, I think, is yeah. just going to be around because you can't trade him. Right. Nobody's going to have room for an $11.5 million contract. So um, everyone else, I think, is fair game, including Couture, including Burns. Burns. Someone mentioned Burns yeah. is going to get traded before Hurdle, which I could see. There's a lot of teams that need a right-handed shot defenseman. I don't know that he gets traded before Hurdle. I mean, that's just when, when does the team that wants that player come and talk to Doug? That's what it comes down to. But um, it, to me, it may, it would make more sense for Hurdle to go than it does for Burns to go um, based on the, the years left in contract and the dollars and everything else. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There are going to be teams that want a right shot offensive defenseman. Um, definitely, he's a he's a hot commodity, mm-hmm. even at, at his age. And again, the age thing, like the guy takes care of his body big time. So uh, Lundy, thanks yeah. for the dollar ninety nine. Uh, stay luck for Braun in the offseason. <laughs> I'll take that. Actually, yeah, stay luck for Braun. Why not? It doesn't matter. Stay luck for anything because it, you got stay luck for free. So if you traded him for Braun, then you got Braun for free, essentially, yeah. right? Braun is on the trading block. Lundy just said that, and that's true. Because get the gang back together. We already got Stalag yeah. back there. Grab Braun. Everyone that was in that holiday video is like coming back to the yeah. Sharks Nieto's now. there. Yeah. <laughs> get John Scott, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Retire him. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Whoa. Was this? Oh, we're all sad Sharks fans. Yes, we are, and it's unfortunate. I wish we were happy Sharks fans. Uh, I'm doing the best I can to hold it together, but uh, it's 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 starting to get to me. It really is. And you guys know me. I'm I'm optimistic. You know, I'm I'm trying to find the good here as best I can, but. I'm more finding the good in the long-term solutions. Sure, sure, yeah. That's, I mean, I'm, I don't want to get rid of these guys. I don't want to get rid of Hurdle. I don't want to get rid of... I, I like these guys, some of them. Like Noah Gregor, I like. That's what someone said, that Noah Gregor should get traded. <laughs> Paul's a Noah Gregor. He's the head of the fan club of Noah Gregor. No, uh, I am not. That's a dad joke for you. There you go. Uh, are we moving on to, to the Noah Gregor stuff? Um, is that what we're doing right now? Because before we do that, why Hold don't we... Did we yeah. do, do, do No, no, no. Go ahead. No. Roll call. Yeah, let's do roll call. Well, first of all, start thinking about what you want them to, to talk about here. But um, let's do roll call right now. Go ahead. Let us know uh, where you're watching us from. And uh, what's what do we want to... What's our bet? What's our bet? Oh, you want them to do... Okay, okay, good. Why not? So we have a bet. Before you do the roll call, sorry, <laughs> you're going to say where you're from and you're going to answer this question. Um, do you think Noah Gregor scores 10 goals or more uh, for the rest of the season? Right? By the end of the by the season. By the end of the season. Okay. Not yeah, yeah, he doesn't score 10 goals in 20. Yeah, it, by the end of the season, will he have 10? Now, he has three because this week he decided to spite me again, and he grabbed a third one. So Paul and I had this side bet. We talked about it on before the Vegas game, I think it was, because he was listed as the top-line winger with Couture. Yes. So I said, hey... Uh, let's let's do a wager here. I think Noah Gregor, because he has such bad luck with the puck, let's do I think he'll end up with ten goals. It's realistic at that time like there's twenty nine games left. He can get eight goals in twenty nine games. And he'll at least like he'll end up with over he'll get into double digits. And Paul said no way. And then we bet the bet's on and then Noah scores that game, and you're like, "Oh no! <laughs> like this is this is gonna be bad." Honestly, I, I'm I'm not really like no no. I, well, you know what I said? Remember what I said in Slack in, the, in our little channel? Do you remember I what I said? Up, no. I said before he even said anything, I said, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up, Aaron." I don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> so he's got here's what here's I'll give you the stats. Okay, he's sitting on three goals. Well, you know what? You give them your stats first. We'll let the, the good come out first, and then I'll give them the rest. So you tell them the stats that you wanted them to know about first. Okay. Uh, there's three things. 
this is this is a uh, Shangpeng article about Noah Gregor because the question was posed in in the article. Why is he why still is there? in the lineup? Right, because <laughs> he only has three goals. Uh, he is fifteenth in the NHL, not on the Sharks or not on the organization. He's fifteenth in the NHL with shot attempts. Yes, he is second on the Sharks for zone entry. Right. Uh, and he is seventh in the NHL in shot blocking, which has nothing to do with him scoring. But he has value. The whole point was he has value being in the lineup versus not being in the lineup. Yeah. Someone else being in there. Yeah. And someone else, I think it was Zach, had said, why doesn't John Leonard get called up? Because everyone's like, oh, well, who else are you going to call up? There's no one. I-. Dude, John Leonard just scored a hat trick tonight, and he's got NHL experience. Give him a go. Give him a go. What's the worst that happens? He scores three goals in 40 games. What's the worst that happens, right? Come on. Give him a go. The guy's got offensive talent. He does. I think I think he needs a little more conditioning in yeah. AHL. Sure. Because when he got called up, I was excited about him. Yeah. And I think he, he got off to a hot start he in did. the first week or two. Then he just cooled off significantly, right. which most rookies do because it's a grind. Uh, I pulled it up because I wanted to see what his stats were right now in the Barracuda for yeah. John Leonard. Yeah. Uh, 42 games. He has 16 goals and 12 assists for 28 points. So he is, in terms of goal scoring, he's third. Yeah. He's behind Scott Reedy, who's now called up. There you go. Uh, and Joachim Blickfield, who I'm kind of surprised has not gotten a call up. That's actually interesting. That is interesting. I feel like he would be more of a well-rounded, bigger guy, too, yeah. I think, than, than uh, John Leonard. I, mean, I don't know. What so don't give me the excuse of there's nobody else because you know what? Frankly, we we've already pulled up a few guys. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, but there's a couple guys that you could you could think of um, at the AHL level who at least deserve a shot. Now, are they necessarily better than Noah Gregor? Maybe they're not. But Noah is not getting it done. That's the thing. Just put give someone else a chance, a shot. Who cares? It's funny how people want to have Melnichuk and Sachenko get a shot in net, right? But they don't want to have anybody else as a player get a shot over Noah Gregor? That doesn't make sense to me. They won't be getting the chances that he's getting. That's the point. How do we know that? We don't know that until it happens. Maybe he gets a chance just by standing there instead of trying to break the puck in all by himself and doing nothing. I mean, if you're Bob Bugner and you want to, like, here's the choice. Noah Gregor, who's going to guarantee you get you at least some scoring chances Mm -hmm. in the game and block shots, so he's doing it on both ends. I like that, though. Or you're bringing in a rookie that will probably... Maybe do something offensively, but defensively would be more of a liability. What's the problem with doing it for a few games? Give them a couple games. I'm not. I'm not yeah. against what you're saying. Okay. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm taking the over that he's going to finish with ten goals. And I am absolutely one hundred percent taking the under. The, there is no the amount of chances possible if way he, if he gets a hat trick. He will not get a hat if trick. If he gets a hat trick. I'm going to be laughing in your face because you're going to be sweating bullets. Good. So here's the thing, okay? And I'm going to look at the board here. I apologize. 3% shooting percentage, okay? So three goals he's got. That means he's taken over 100 shots at basically at this point or because he had a shot on goal today power play uh, on the power play. He did not have a single even strength shot on goal today, okay? And it's not like, I don't know who... who I mean, uh, he's sitting at 2.9% after today. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's, it's even going... Oh, it was 2.1, and he jumped up to 3. He, he went 50% higher in his shooting percentage. He's still at 3%. Now it's 2.9. Three okay. goals on 102 shots. So what, what you're telling me, then, based off of that, is that he needs to see, what, 250, 300 more shots? His puck luck is not there. Exactly. And why do you think it would change... 
Just because, because it's, it's the end of the season and you want to win a bet. Why do you think he'll always be a 2.9% shooter is my point. I don't think he's going to be a 2.9%. If you're like, if I think he's, he's a 2.1% shooter and he got one. What if he's like, he should be more of 10 to 12%, so he should be at about 10 goals right now. And yet he's not. So maybe he is not a 10% shooter. So there's a shooter. thing that I always like to say, market correction. Sure. There's going to be a market correction. I think, I think, there think will. he's going to get over 10 goals. I think there will be, but the market correction is him going down to 1.5%. <laughs> I think he's too high. Um, three goals in 40 games, 11 goals in 98. Two things about that. One, that's about a goal every nine games, right? So unless there are so seven times nine, unless there's 63 more games in the season, I'm feeling pretty confident right now. Just saying. Unless he triples his offensive output, he's not getting 10 goals. So I'm feeling pretty confident right now. Just putting that out there. The other thing, though, on a more positive note for Noah Gregor, I just said 98 games. He's two games away from a solid milestone for the guy. So good for you, bud. I'm, I'm legitimately happy for, for him to, to get 100 games in the NHL. 100 games is a big deal. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of guys that will putter out 20 games sure. or less. So getting 100 games under your belt is pretty good. So, um, uh, you know, congratulations. Happy uh, for Noah Gregor on, on these uh, upcoming uh, milestone here. Mm-hmm. But um, please, I, I, I saw a bunch. I, do you have a, a total of how many people, Super Jason, Again, how many said yes, how many said no? I'm curious. He's a fourth a round pick here. Yeah. Too. That's pretty good value from a fourth round pick. Oh, it's a great value. 111th overall, fourth round pick. Great value from a fourth round pick. He's not getting tangled. And whatever. <laughs> Did anyone agree with me? <laughs> no, no. So there's, there was a couple. Whoops. There was a couple that agreed with you. There's, a, I think, it was more. At least when I was looking at the screen, there was two. more. Two agreed, and seventy-five said no. About ten said no. Okay, ten. Interesting number there. Our, our mom said yes. <laughs> no. Okay, so then only one. Noah, who that doesn't count? <laughs> Noah, who? Yeah. Sorry. And if Noah happens to see this, dude, I apologize. I don't mean to be so hard on you, but like, dude, it's just. I'm with you, Noah. It's, I'm going gonna, by the numbers here. It's going to happen. I'm going by the numbers. No, you you're know, looking he wants at a flat trajectory. That's he, the problem. No, I'm not. I'm looking at, look at his career. His career is, is less than 11 games. goals in 98 games. His career is saying he's not scoring seven more goals in 20 something games. All right. I'm. Hey, and if he does, hey, I'm happy to be wrong. Now, someone said, what happens for the winner of the bet? Now, I put this out here. Aaron already said no. No, not happening. Because he's Chicken Little. I said that if I lose, I'll make a shirt with his face just prominently on the shirt, right? His face. And it'll say, Noah Gregor, fan club, president, right? That'll be, I'll make the shirt. That's fine. Yep. Now, I told Aaron he has to bring back his stupid... Movember Lemmy for the two weeks that he decided to cut out. It's not happening. Because he owes it to, to the people. Happening. He owes it to the people. Nope. So, uh, I told that, my wife that, and she laughed. She goes, no. Yeah. No, straight up. She's like, no. That's I, not happening. I knew, I knew if you talked to her, the answer was going to be no. <laughs> I knew it. So um, I don't know. Maybe you guys can come. That's what should have been yep. the, uh, the roll call thing. Yeah, that would have been worse. Maybe, maybe actually, as we, uh, we finish up here, maybe we can get you guys wait. Still waiting for you guys to try some. Dude, go back. We, we already did the smelling salts. We'll do it again, though. Yeah. I don't have a problem doing it again. Um, do it, I don't feel like I need it. I feel like I have a ton of energy right now. It's the coffee. Ryan Sontag, turn him into a playmaker instead of a shooter. What did I say, yes. what did I say during during uh, in our chat? That's what we've been saying. We've been saying I he said, needs get to the change zone his game. And just stop and then wait for exactly. somebody to get in. Because he's always the fastest Dude, guy in there. You've got speed, beat mm-hmm. him to the net, and then curl away because you can't put the puck in it. Curl away, draw the defense in deep, and have someone shoot up the middle, then just pass the puck. 
If you can turn yourself into the shot blocking machine that he's turning himself you into, also, if you can he turn can, yourself he into can, Nieto 2.0. Keep up his shot attempts and just do the, the pass off the pads where you shoot okay. at the goalie on the far side low so that he puts a pad out. Yeah. Rebound, fat rebound yeah. for someone else coming in. See, and I don't even like the argument that oh, he's generating offense. Well, is he really though? Like, how much, how many assists does he have off of? Because that would be a shot off the pads and a banging in. That, right. that he get an assist for that. He's not really generating offense. He's putting a shot on goal that's getting smothered, and then that's the end of it. Jonah asked, "How do you get a half a goal?" The whole point of saying nine and a half is saying so that there's yeah. no tie. There's no middle ground. It's either he gets ten or he gets nine. Yeah, right. So if we said it, that he gets ten. Then or the, or the over under is ten. Then if it lands on ten, then nobody's right or wrong. The half is just to make it so there's one way to. The point is that you can't get a half. Actually, that that is mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. So, betting one hundred and one with the fin factor. <laughs> there you go. Don't bet, kids. Keep your money. Save it. Um, what else are we going to be uh, chatting about? Is there any good comments here that we want to oh, yeah, talk people about? People are just laughing about. I think this is great. <laughs> uh, there's got to be some suggestions too. Wait, yeah. we wasted our money on EK65. I don't, I really don't agree. I, is he yeah. overpaid? Maybe, yes. But the only thing I didn't like about it was the kickbacks <laughs> when Carlson got re-signed. Paul's <laughs> Noah's luck. <laughs> they will give him credit for a half goal. <laughs> right. So, uh, by the way, I want to make sure that everybody understands. If he gets pushed down to the Barracuda, the bet's still on. That, that, he's still part of the organization. The only way this is off is if he gets traded. Even if he gets injured, it's still on. doesn't matter. What's the bet? The, no, I'm just saying the bet who wins, who loses, regardless of what, what we were doing. What Why we're would doing it be off it. if he got traded and not if he got hurt? If he got tra- Well, because if he get hurt, he's still a part of the Sharks organization. If he gets traded, he's no longer part of the organization. We don't care. Okay. Right? Sure. Why do I care? So here's the other thing. And he I'm, just I'm gonna, doesn't want to wear the shirt. You think he's getting traded? I don't know. I wouldn't mind getting him getting traded. Yeah. Actually, get something back from him, be good. That he was on Elliot Freeman's list of top That's, five guys to get traded, which is incredible. Him and Barabanov. When you've got the names out there that you've got in the NHL, um, star power like Giroux because and whatnot. he's cheap. That's why. Yeah, sure. He's a cheap. Any shot blocks, so he could be your penalty killer sure. and speed. And sure. speed is big in the NHL. I mean, he's an RFA. He's not a UFA after the season, but mm-hmm. his contract is up. So it would be minimal. Again, again, it's another guy who I can look at and say, I would wish him all the best. I don't have any ill intent towards the guy. I'm just looking at everything numbers-wise. And the fact that he does have so many zone entries, the fact that he does <laughs> have you know so many shot attempts, right, for 60, the fact, all those things, and he still is just not putting the – hey – expected goals, that's the reason I don't like the, the, the expected. He's expected to score. He's not, though. So – Whatever. Colin Foster, he's putting a shot on glass every breakaway. What's his <laughs> shot on glass percentage? He Somebody is. said earlier that he'll break two panes of glass before he scores <laughs> 10 goals. I think uh, I, I saw somewhere like a week or two ago, I think when we started talking yeah. about this, um, and I don't know where the stat is, that he he was, he was wasn't leading, but he was in the top of the NHL and missing right. his shot attempts, missing the net, basically. Really? Yeah. So he's taken a ton of shots on goal, but he's also taken a ton of shots that are... He's, he's, he's again, he's 15 on shot attempts, not yeah. shots on goal. Okay. So shot attempts, so that's including everything that you miss yeah. that you're shooting. Yeah. So um, good on him. He's, he's taking his, his chances. He's slinging the puck at the net. It's just, again, it's not going in. And I don't mean any ill intent when I, when I say he ain't getting to 10. I'm just realistic say, realistically saying the guy's probably not going to get to 10. And maybe that's just not his role on the team, and that's okay. 
Anthony Sanchez, Carlson and Couture will be dealt this trade deadline. Ooh. Who wants to put money on it? I'll put money on that. I don't think they deal the Carlson and Couture. I don't think they can do. No, they're not dealing both. I'm not betting against it. <laughs> okay, because I, I first of all, I'm just I'm in the boat that anything could happen. If it's an and Carlson and Couture, it ain't happening because there's no way they're first of all unloading Carlson in the first place. That's just not happening. So if you're saying Carlson or Couture, we could talk, but even then, I don't think Couture is going. He's got time left. I say Carlson and Couture both have the longest contracts left on the Sharks. Yeah, I can't got, imagine them being able to trade them. Way too much time left. Yep. Now, to your point, last episode, he's an absolute Couture. Couture. Yeah. He's an absolute playoff beast. And if you're going to trade for a guy at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. you're you're picking him up because you want him for a playoff run. And frankly, he's only going to want to go to a team for a playoff run anyway. Um, so he would be a valuable asset there. And actually, it's not bad if you think about it because then you can have him for a couple years of good, solid playoff pushes, mm-hmm. and then you can trade him once his contract is closer to being up and get something back for him. That's actually not a bad call. I kind of like that. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Sorry. Brain clap. But there you go. Any other phenomenal comments? Are people just laughing at me now? Um, with so much long-term IR and money, who do you think that the Sharks could entice to bring back Hurdle? To bring back Hurdle? Could entice to bring back Hurdle? I think who could they go out and get to keep to make Hurdle want to stay? I think that's what he's asking. Because we have so much cap space. I see. With the cap space, I see what you're saying yeah. now. Okay, yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to get anybody this season because the yeah. Sharks are not competitive. So you're not going to be able to trade for a guy that is a... A playoff performer and that kind of because they're not going to give that guy up. Let's right? talk about how long do you think it'll be until the Sharks will be competitive? Uh, people earlier were saying five years. I think that's too long. Not th- I, I don't th- think that's going to happen. Three to four, I think, is closer. I think. I think even less. You think two? Yes. I was on Reddit. Well, I was on Reddit. I was on Reddit today. Yeah, I think, I think within two years they're going to be competitive. I think they'll be in the playoffs next year. I'll say that. Well, so we're signing off, and we're going to see you guys in two years. <laughs> bye bye. I'm not going to guarantee it because I think, to me, I think there's going to be a lot that can and will happen in the off season in terms of trades, yeah. free agents, sure. all kinds of stuff. Um, plus, the younger guys that are coming up, like Eklund, is most likely going to be on the team full yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I bet Bordalo is going to join because I think all those other freshmen that he's playing with at Michigan are going to join the NHL as yep. well. So he's not going to want to stay. Right. Um, I th- unless Michigan like loses somehow in the Frozen Four, and then they all vow to come back again, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, I, I just think the Sharks are going to be in a much better position. They're going to be healthier, obviously, yeah. uh, but they're going to have a lot, a group of more talented young people, young players that are on their entry-level contracts that are cheap. Yeah, And that's that's how you really build a team. And look at Anaheim. They have Zagris, yep. is one of the best rookies right now, mm-hmm. and he's dirt cheap. Yeah. So that's kind of how you build a team these days is you're getting those guys high draft pick, wait like maybe a season depending on how good and ready they are, and then once they join in the NHL, they're going to be good for three years, and you get them for the $925,000 salary, right. entry-level salary. Right. So that's kind of how you build these at this point, and the Sharks haven't been able to do that because they haven't had any high-end draft picks because you know we go through this all the yeah. time. but. Um, I think they're going to be more competitive next season. They're also going to be stockpiling. I think they're going to be trading away at the deadline and possibly even at the um, draft 
trading around some players and, and getting more picks and more adding more to their cupboard. Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the mind that while I like getting um, high end draft picks and everything, um, I'm I'm more interested in getting the known good right, and that doesn't necessarily mean an NHL veteran because again, I don't think NHL veterans are going to want to come here in the first place. And also, I'm, I'm with you. We need to make sure that we're getting younger and kind of built from within. Um, I, I think that I would rather see us attack more prospects, known prospects, known quantities, right? We know what this kid does. We know what he brings. Um, he's already got a year of development uh, with whatever AHL squad from whatever team that we're trading uh, trading him from, right? Um, I, I would rather go that route because the last thing you need to do is swing and miss with these first-round picks, whichever ones you get. If you look at Boston, like we talked about last uh, last episode, where they had three picks in the first round and they swung and missed on two of them, and, and Jake DeBrusque was the third, right? DeBrusque, DeBrusque made it. There's the other guy was a defenseman, but he's not like a top end defenseman. He's no. probably like a second pairing defenseman, right? So uh, to me, that's when you're talking about having three picks, and it was back to back to back. Yeah, 14, the fir- 15, 16, or in something the like that. first round, like right that, in the middle of it, yeah, it's a swing and a miss. I'm sorry, you know. So I would hate for us to trade <laughs> hurdle for a t- to a team that's going to be in the playoffs. It's not going to be a lottery pick. It's not going to be in the first half of picks. You're still talking about the same thing the Sharks have been getting the entire time, which is twentieth and and beyond. So I would hate to 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 get first round picks for Hurdle or whoever else, and have it turn into Mirko Mueller, have it turn into Nikolai Goldobin, have it turn into guys that. You know, that yeah. we you don't really know. You don't really know how they're going to react. I still, I still don't mind because to me, like in those twentieth and later, you're going to be adding a serviceable NHL player, not a top end talent that you get in the first ten picks. So my expectations are a lot lower, but they're higher in the sense that this person should be playing in the NHL at some point. Yeah, uh, in the couple years between the two guys that i just named how many are still in the nhl yeah but those were that was a while ago those were i know those a while ago but those were guys that were picked in that range and that's right. my point so i would rather have a guy who's had a little bit of ahl experience maybe right They're, they've groomed him a little bit he's mm-hmm. almost ready to take that step and you see him and you go yeah I, this guy's ready to make that leap i'd rather take my first o- my first overall sorry my first round pick 20th, whatever it is that you got from getting Hurdle and get that guy instead of just, you know, picking somebody who's coming out of juniors. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know how they're going to react playing against men, right? So that, for me, again, I I like the known quantity. I like the known good more so than the kind of uh, the roulette wheel, uh, if you will. But um, it's just a matter of what what can we get back for for these guys and you know for Hurdle I'm I'm at least looking for I don't want two firsts I want a first and a prospect I don't want two firsts um, I would rather have somebody there who is you know we've got a good scouting report on him playing against um, men in the AHL that he he looks like he's ready to take that step not a guy that we're hoping can play in the AHL and then hoping he can take that step right I mean, most likely it's a team like. I'll use, I'm not going to say it is Toronto, but a Toronto is like an example where they have so many forwards mm. that they don't have room for their prospects to come up. And so in this case, or in that kind of case, they want to get rid of some prospects because give them a chance to play like they deserve to be in the NHL. They just cannot. Kind of like uh, Barabanov was yeah. a perfect example from Toronto. Yeah. There's just no space for him. But he was a good player and needed needed to play. He, he deserved to play in the NHL right. or just given a chance to. Um, so I, I feel like it's going to be a team like that where there's just a logjam in terms of that specific position, either yeah. left wing, right wing, center, something like that. 
Yeah, so right-handed they, forward would be nice at this point for right. the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, they need a right winger. Like they they do not have a scoring right winger at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I th- I could see that, and then the Sharks have a lot of cap space, so they're able to hold some money back right. or play that uh, third kind of team for a trade to hold money back and right. get draft picks. So I fully expect that to happen. They're in a good position to utilize their cap space to get something out of it. Turning turning their cap space into an asset by getting a draft pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about the the next uh, the upcoming games here. They're both against LA. Mm-hmm. One's on, what was it Thursday? Thursday. Thursday and Saturday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Interesting, there's only the two games. This week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're both against the, the LA Kings. Uh, <laughs> they're going to wear their silver helmets? Probably. <laughs> Probably try and blind them one night. God. Um, I don't even want to talk about <laughs> points that we think we're going to get because at this point, who cares about the points? Um, it's, it's, there's no point in talking there's about There's no points. point in talking about points because we're not going to get enough to get to the point where we can get into the playoffs. I see your so, point. Thank you. It's getting late. Okay. Um, what, what do you want to talk about with these games? Then? Well, I was going to say, like, if LA wins, you know what that's going to do is push Vegas out of the playoff picture. <laughs> In fact, Anaheim yeah. is, is kind of trying to chase them right now. Edmonton's right behind him. So, um, I mean, at this point, I would be very happy if Vegas missed the playoffs. I'll say that. <laughs> that's that's what the season. That's what the really season has, has turned into. Yeah. Like. Okay. Playing spoiler and Vegas sits at home, I think would be amazing because their their fans have not missed playoffs. Yet. How 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 the uh, the rivalry has turned that we want LA to win to push Vegas out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> An enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yep. All right. Uh, are we are we good here? I don't think there's anything else. Yeah. And the other comments, last second comments here. We can no, we can just talking about or? trades. Like someone, Peter said, "What about Pavelski bringing Pavelski no, back?" No, I just don't think that's going to happen. It's not even because. Oh, come on, guys, get over it. Pavelski was but with those. It's, that's Pavelski not it. wants the cup. Yes, he's going for a cup, yeah. so he's going to sign with a contender. He's not going to sign with the Sharks. He's way too good to want to come to the Sharks at least this season. Um, he's having uh, another career <laughs> year, right? So Jonas said, "With our luck, Vegas would win the draft lottery." <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. Can you imagine that roster they have, and they don't make playoffs. They yeah. went and get the blockbuster Eichel. Jack Eichel trade, and then they. Yeah, the, to me, Vegas makes moves to win over their fans to show that they're doing something. <laughs> like I, I still am, am blown away. So the they, no loyalty thing. Yeah, they they fired Gallant. Because they could have gotten DeBoer as their coach. <laughs> I remember their fans were like, what? why did we do that? Like, Gallant was fine. He, yeah. he got us to the finals. And, yeah. just I just I love when Vegas loses. It makes me happy. It, it truly makes me happy. I love drinking the salty tears of Vegas fans. It just gives me energy. And, and it's funny because, you know, we're, we are the worst of the two teams. But I think... I think there's, there's a little joys in life, and that's definitely one of them. So yes. they can point back to us and go, ha, ha, your team is terrible. But it's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've accepted this. Um, and I'm just happy to see you guys in the dumps uh, whenever you can be in the dumps. Nicholas so. Egan, feels odd to tell Sharks fans five years ago that we'd be rooting for the Kings to beat any team. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, how it's turned, you know? They only have three guys left from those cup-winning teams. Four guys, I guess. Quick, Dowdy. Kopitar. Kopitar and Brown. Brown, that's it. Yeah. Everyone else is gone. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm good to go. Well, hey guys. Uh, oh wait, feels odd. To, yeah, thanks. Okay. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, for having being a part of the conversation here. We we totally enjoy doing this. I, I really like doing the live uh, shows instead of doing the recorded stuff because we get to chat with folks and they come up with some fun stuff and they get to poke fun at us too. Yeah. So it's, it's it's all good. There. It usually goes off the rails at some point. Like right now. Um, so please make sure, as Super Producer, and, as Super Producer Jason has put up there, uh, to like, subscribe, and ring Whoops. the bell. Also, uh, <laughs> check a look at our desktop. Uh, apparently, it's uh, got a nice wallpaper there. Um, anyway, yes, please go ahead, and if you're not subscribed, hit that, and then uh, hit the notification bell. When we do these lives, you'll know when we come on, on live, and we'll be able to do these conversations with you guys, uh, which, again, uh, is for my benefit So uh, and my entertainment. Um, <laughs> feel free to go to thefinfactor.com if you want to support the show. Got some hats, shirts. Uh, I had the fanny pack. It's in the car. Uh, and then, of course, the... Really? Yeah, I did. You finally that. brought it and you left it in the car. Yeah, so what? I'm, I'm using it. I used it at the Sharks game, actually, the other day. I'm not supposed to bring the bag in, apparently, but I did. Anyway, uh, yeah, thefinfactor.com. Check out all the merchandise if you want to support the show that way. Also, the guys that helped us out with Super Chat tonight, uh, do you remember who the five was? It was... Oh, gosh. Oh, I was in the bag. I know Lundy with a dollar ninety nine. It was Ryan Sontag. You're right with the five dollars. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you uh, supporting the show that way as well. Also, you can do it through Venmo if you wanted, at the Fin Factor on Venmo if you don't want uh, YouTube to You take guys, that. Anthony Sanchez, you guys should do a live show during a live Sharks game. We could. Uh, we would not be able to have the sound on or show the video. Right. So, but we would, and you'd get our much delayed reactions. So, <laughs> yeah, we're behind. If you want to watch us watching a screen that you can't see and can't hear, um, we we could do that <laughs> if you want. I we don't did think that. It, we did that during the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, because we were going live and they went to overtime, so yeah. we had our live reactions. Well, you guys did actually, but yeah, but you, we did it for a couple Aaron. games. You, you did. All right, you, you and Joe. Aaron. You and Joe. Yes. Rails off rails. Okay. Uh, so I think I think we're done here, right? We've got the whole spiel right. in there. All right. Yeah. Again, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you next week. And, and in two years when the Sharks are <laughs> back on track. Next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.